0: Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast that's ready for the season. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman.
1: Welcome to the College Football Bros podcast. I am Michael Newman, and I'm joined by the brother who's a fan of college football. Oh, yeah, that's me, uh, Ryan Newman. And by the other brother who's also fond of college football. I do. I do love college football. Trey Newman. All right. This is our first episode of the year where we're previewing actual games. Week zero, of course. But before we get into that, we want to make an announcement. I messed up. I messed up with the Yahoo Pick'Em. Oops. So apparently Yahoo only allows 100 entries per league. So our first league already filled up, but we have opened up a second league. You can find the link to that on collegefootballbros.com or in our Instagram bio at collegefootballbros but please only join the second league if you haven't already joined the first one uh because we're basically just going to treat them as one big league so yeah if
0: you win that second league
1: that you, you don't think you won you might you you might <laughs> still be behind the, the big league potentially. potentially we'll keep everyone updated throughout the season um and of course the winner receives three surprise gifts from one from each bro so Go ahead and join that. And then also we've got some five star reviews to get to. We've got five of them. Whoa. Yeah. So go ahead, Ryan. All right. I'll start us off with JD Duran30.
0: The college football bros have a Nebraska bias, but it's part of the charm. They're insightful and something that shouldn't be overlooked, very efficient. Have I mentioned they like Nebraska? Uh, a lot a lot of pods can be too jokey and unfocused. College football bros uh, dive right in and, and are analytical
1: without losing the fun element. Also, Nebraska. Did he bring? Did he mention Nebraska? He should have mentioned Scott Frost. Good point.
0: You know. Yeah, that would have been a clutch review. <laughs> All right.
2: Yes, our next one is from Netlock ninety two. Very good podcast for fair, entertaining college football talk. The banter between the brothers is comical, but they don't take anything too serious or too far.
1: Go dogs, sick 'em. All right, next review: Joey Hill 22. He says, making the long trek from Spotify to leave a review on a great podcast, very informative informative, and only slightly biased against USC. Only thing I don't like is when you take the over on FSU's wins and the under on Florida's sad face thanks guys go gators was
0: was trey the only one that went under on florida i, f-
1: I felt like that was the case yeah i pushed on florida so uh, so we were even i think i went over yeah we were even there you go even steven
0: uh all right next one is from c green 18 uh this podcast is a lot like joe moorhead at fordham great oh. love listening on my way to work
1: it's funny and informative gigam He's just sucking up to Michael right there. Well, you got a Joe Moorhead reference in there. That's that's the best review yet. That's <laughs> <Wow>. great. <laughs> All
2: right. We got one from Lizzie Liz Lizzie, Newish listener, but I'm very happy to have stumbled across this podcast. I love listening and, and enjoy the witty banter between them. I really enjoy the call me crazy portion since they're definitely not always
1: predictable. Easy for me to say. <laughs> Keep it up and go Gators. Couple of gator reviews. All right. Thank you very much for those. We really appreciate, especially the people that go from Spotify. I mean, that is a long and treacherous journey, but, I mean you have to move your fingers like a few times. Which we're lazy. We get that. That's, yeah, sure. that's not easy. No. Uh okay. Let's move on to the AP poll, which of course came out Monday morning. It's almost identical to the to the coaches' poll. The main difference, of course, Northwestern is not ranked and Nebraska is. So we're big fans of the AP poll. Yeah, yeah, we like AP. Uh, but, Trey, you alerted Ryan and I uh, to a tweet from Chris Felica that said, every year since 2002, at least one preseason AP top 10 team has finished the season unranked. And last year, there were actually three, Wisconsin, Miami, and Auburn. Which of those, or which top 10 team this year is most likely? What do you think, Trey? I'm going to say, sorry to our our Gator Gator reviewers, but I'm going to say, I'm going to say Florida.
2: We all know I love Dan Mullen, but I just picked the Gators here because I think they're just a little bit overrated going into the season because of that one Michigan bowl win and that's making them, you know, a preseason contender. So I think they might be the one to, to be on
1: the outside. Well, plus they got a tough schedule. So that's that's a factor. It's true. Um, But I went with, uh, I was down to Notre Dame and Texas, nine and 10. I'm going with Texas at 10. I made their under nine and a half wins my lock on the Big 12 episode. They've got a tough schedule too, 23rd in the country, according to Phil Steele. And they're last in the Power 5 in returning production. So for me, I just need to see those young guys, especially on defense, prove it a little bit before I put them top 10.
0: Yeah, I, I, Texas was probably my number one, but I figured you guys would take that one. So I prepared. Okay. Uh, I went with Oklahoma uh, Whoa. as mine. Whoa. That is yeah Yeah. I, right, well, right in the Big Twelve is just something crazy
2: goes on. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean
1: if Baylor's in the top ten, there's no room for Oklahoma. I guess. Yeah, exactly. Good point. Oh. <laughs> Watch out for Charlie Brewer. No, but I mean, listen, it,
0: I don't expect it to happen. I, I'm not. You know what I mean? This is just. It could. I, I feel like it's possible. I'm not going to say it will, but they have a couple of tricky non-conference games. I mean, they'll definitely be favored, but Houston at UCLA. Yeah,
1: they're like 28-point favorites against Houston. Yeah,
0: well, that seems way Uh-oh. too high to
1: me. <laughs> Derek right. King is a,
0: a great player. Heisman contender. What is he, like fifth in Heisman odds right now or ten, top 10 maybe? Derek King? Uh, yeah, he's he's up there. I don't know. He's up there. But anyways, I'm I'm just saying, and I think the rest of the Big 12 is catching up to them. With and they're kind of they're just kind of falling back a little bit. Listen, they're they're still gonna have a good offense, but it's gonna it's gonna come back. They don't have the f- the four offensive linemen that are that are gone. Their defense, let's just say, I don't think their defense is gonna improve as much as the offense will regress. So I think it's possible they could drop three or four games.
1: All right, bold bold uh, bold take there. Thank you. Well, I it's not a compliment. But. <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, by the way, if you want to see uh, the bros consensus top 25, go follow us on Twitter at CFB bros. We tweeted it out on Tuesday morning. So go ahead and let us know what you think. I thought it was a good list. Well, you you heavily influenced it with Baylor. So I got him in the top 25. I did. We got people yelling at us for that. So thanks I, for that. I had to put him number one to <laughs> yeah. kind of. Measure it up, but you know, I got it, got it done. Okay. Um, one more thing we got to get to before we get to the big games this weekend. We've got some quarterback battle updates. So let's go conference by conference. Ryan, start us out with the ACC. Okay. So uh, our
0: first team uh, we got here is Miami. Uh, it was announced that Jaron Williams beat out uh, Tate Martell and Nikosi Perry. Uh, and I mentioned this, I think, in our last podcast, but I think this is like the best possible result if you're a Hurricane fan i think he just has the most upside and what apparently tate martell is going to try to try his
1: hand at receiver now yeah there was an article that he was going to give that a shot I, I haven't heard anything since then but yeah i guess we'll I see i don't like that idea but you know well you don't like anything involving tate martell so no i, I it's a good point fair <laughs> enough
0: all right well jerry williams is your guy so that's that's good for hurricane fans i think uh next squad we have was uh wake forest and uh our little brother Jamie Newman won the job over Sam Hartman. Uh, there wasn't a wrong choice in that no. QB paddle. Both of those guys are good. They have, t- so they know if if Newman does end up going down, they're they're just fine with Sam Hartman. So they're good. They're they're settled there. Um, North Carolina true freshman Sam Howell is going to be the guy in Chapel Hill. Most people, I think, expected that uh, he beat out Jace Ruder and Cade Fortin, but. It seemed like Howell's job pretty much from the get-go. So. Yeah, not a surprise there that he's taken the first-team snaps. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Louisville, uh, Juwan Pass seems to be kind of getting the first-team reps now with Malik Cunningham out with a knee injury. Uh, it hasn't been official or anything, but uh, Satterfield seems pretty content with the way with the way Pass is playing right now. So even when Cunningham comes back, I still think Jawan Pass will ultimately be the guy there. Uh, NC State, next squad. Uh, this is another one that hasn't been officially announced, but uh, it certainly looks like Mac McKay is going to be the guy there, the sophomore. Uh, redshirt freshman Devin Leary is the guy behind him, kind of competing, and he's shown enough flashes to make it interesting, but, again, should be McKay. Okay. Uh, this one, next one, is interesting because it's Georgia Tech, you know, just transformation of their offense. And... Appears to be uh, Lucas Johnson's job. Again, nothing set in stone, but he's the, he's the best passer of the group. He's competing with Tobias Oliver, who definitely more of the runner of that that tandem there. But right. they also have James Graham and Tyler Yates on the roster. But uh, again, it's Johnson seems to be your most likely starter there. And Florida State, another one that's not official. James Blackman and Alex Hornibrook competing. But again, it seems like Blackman is definitely has the upper hand there. He's got the experience with
1: Florida State, and we just we kind of know Horny Book's history a little bit. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I will say one of these teams that we talk about. I mean, one of the favorites is not going to win the job, right? Like, there's going to be a surprise for one of these. I don't know if it's Florida State, but I don't. I'm not seeing any for for the squads that I met from the ACC.
0: Well, that's why it's a surprise, Ryan. You don't see it coming. Well, I mean, we'll have a one uh, coming later in the in the pod here that we'll mention. That was a bit of a surprise for some, but true. Um, but yeah.
1: Um, anyways, that that was pretty much it for the uh, the ACC. Okay. Uh, big Twelve. Then Oklahoma. Big surprise. Named Jalen Hurts the starter. TCU. The two frontrunners are the K State transfer Alex Delton and the four star true freshman Max Duggan. Gary Patterson says he's likely going to announce it next week. Most TCU beat writers seem to think that Delton is the favorite, but I guess Duggan has been making a late run, so we will see. Oklahoma State, you've got a pretty even battle between the four-star redshirt freshman Spencer Sanders and the uh, former Hawaii transfer, the senior Drew Brown. I would bet on Sanders, but I would also bet that you'll see both of them early because they have three fairly easy non-conference games to start, so maybe they'll use those games to decide. West Virginia. West Virginia. Got interesting a little bit with yeah yeah late for a second. Late uh waiver approval for the bowling green transfer, Jarrett Dagey. But Neil Brown has announced that Austin Kendall, the Oklahoma transfer, will be the starter. So I feel like he just announced that right as Dagey was <laughs> approved. It was weird timing, yeah, for <laughs> yeah, sure. It's like, oh no, Dagey, you're not you're not gonna be the guy. Don't get anything. Yeah, very Don't quick uh, denial to to Dagey. Yeah. <laughs> and then last one, Kansas. It's either gonna be the JUCO transfer, Thomas McVitie or the more experienced senior, Carter Stanley. Experienced is what I'll say. I'm being kind. Yeah. Did you for sure look up McVitie, the name? Know how to pronounce it? I did not, Ryan. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, we'll see. Just rolling the dice there. Yeah. All right. All right. How about the Big Ten, Trey?
2: Yeah. Well, we'll start out Welcome with Welcome to Ohio.
1: the pod, Trey. You've been quiet over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. I thought you were here for a second.
2: <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I'll start out at the top of the Big Ten here with Ohio State. Uh, Justin Fields, to no one's surprise, won the job. They, they tried to make it interesting. There were murmurs that, uh, that he was in a battle with Gunnar Hoke last week. But, uh, Give me a break. <laughs> but Fields ultimately won the job. Minnesota. Tanner Morgan kind of won this by default as Zach Anickstead is now out with a foot injury. But I liked the way Morgan finished the year with the Gophers, so I don't see this as, uh, as an issue agreed. Illinois. So this has been about as wide open of a job out there. Uh, there's been four quarterbacks vying for the starting role, but uh, it was just announced that Michigan transfer Brandon Peters won the job. Uh, he was mainly going up against freshman Isaiah Williams. So we'll see if uh,
0: if they work him into the lineup at all uh, th- so what, throughout the season. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of my question for you guys. What do you think the odds are that uh, Brandon Peters finishes the year as the starter I don't know I mean the fact that he has two years like if he shows something it's
2: not like if he was a one and done then I would say for sure work in Williams and Mm -hmm. they still might work in Williams but if Peters shows something like why not I mean if he does show something that's that's the big question mark I guess I
0: don't exactly I don't think he will but yeah
2: yeah the future is definitely Williams but uh but all right, now the Badgers, Wisconsin. Jack Cohn and freshman Graham Mertz are in a battle. Uh, Paul Chris just isn't going to show his cards. Uh, the future is definitely Mertz, but uh, it's just a matter of if he's ready or good enough to start right away. So that one's still uh, a battle going into into the week or into I think game Mertz, day, actually. I think Mertz will be the guy before the end of the year. If he's not game one, I think he'll be the guy before the end of the year. You would think. Uh, Indiana. Tom Allen said Monday that he's not ready to formally announce a starter. So you've got a three-man battle. You've got the incumbent, incumbent Peyton Ramsey, redshirt freshman Michael Penix.
0: <laughs>
1: you gotta you've got to be really careful when you say that one. Just- <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you've you been dreading saying I that. I really, name, huh? I just don't like saying it.
0: <laughs> I had ready.
1: to have Indiana. And Very mature podcast we have here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and,
2: of course, the transfer Jack Tuttle. So – but I mean, even if Ramsey does win the job again, it, it's certainly looking like he's going to be constantly pressured this season by the, by the couple backups.
1: Yeah. He'll have a short leash. Whoever, whoever
2: starts. Yep. Yep. Maryland, uh, it's now down to two, two guys as Max Bortenschlager is out a couple months with a stress fracture. So everyone thinks it's going to be Josh Jackson, the transfer from Virginia Tech. But apparently Tyrell Pegram has been, uh, wooing Mike Loxley, and he's been he's been praising him actually during fall camp so I think it's Josh Jackson but uh at least yeah exactly yep and finally Rutgers it's between Art Sitkowski and the big lefty Texas Tech transfer McLean Carter reports are saying that they've been kind of splitting first team reps I I really don't know which way Chris asks Chris <laughs> wow! <laughs> Qu- Ash. Good thing you didn't trip over Michael Penix like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, I was so cautious to not. So, um. but no, I don't know which way Ash is leaning. But to be on brand, I think we got to say hashtag Start Art.
0: Exactly. Good job, Trey. Agreed. Nailed it. All right, boys. Let's move on to the uh, the Pac-12 here. Our first team up, we got the uh, the Oregon State Beavers, uh, and it was just announced recently that Jake Luton. Is the guy there. No surprise, he was battling it out with uh, Tristan Jebbia, the former Nebraska transfer, so definitely Luton's the guy there. Uh, moving on to ASU, true freshman, Jaden Daniels beat out Dylan Sterling-Cole uh, and a couple other true freshmen uh, in, in Tempe. I think this is the right choice. He's obviously the QB of the future. Might as well get him out there as soon as possible and just kind of let him go through some growing pains and let him go. Yep. So. Agreed. Exciting times, though, I would say, for for ASU. For sure, for sure. Uh, Cal, Chase Garbers still seems to be the guy. It's not official yet. Uh, still got Devin Modster, who uh, is fighting for, for the starting gig also, formerly of UCLA. Um, Garbers seems to have the up hand at this point, but still open. Uh, moving on to you, dub Chris Peterson seems pretty adamant that it's an open competition between Jacob Eason and Jake Hayner. I, I kind of believe him, honestly. Eh, yeah. Even though I, I do think Eason will ultimately be the guy, but, you know, I, I've never been the highest Eason guy. So, no, neither have I. No, you have not. Uh, all right. Then you got the Cougs, Washington State. There's a legit battle going on here. This one's one of the ones that's like you really don't know. Gage Cabrude, uh the Eastern Washington transfer, uh, and Anthony Gordon. Uh, Leach did say uh, a couple days ago that if the season started today, he would go with Anthony Gordon, but I just I think that was just more like Gabrude he was out for a while with a, with an injury, and he's just kind of yeah. starting to catch up, so maybe trying to motivate Gabrude? I don't know potentially I, I, but i'm not the key word there was like if it started today, so, he mentioned that, so he's not ready to, to, to announce, so we'll, we'll, who knows? I wouldn't be surprised if either one started uh, and then Michael. Moving on to USC. This one was just announced real real right before we started this podcast, uh, that JT Daniels will, will once again be the guy there. Not not really surprising, but I think the big surprise is who's his backup, Mike?
1: Yeah, the, the true freshman Keaton Slovis.
0: Yeah. I mean, that that come was on.
1: definitely a surprise. I mean, I had heard that they liked him, but I didn't realize it was that much. Yeah, so no
0: Jack Sears, no Matt Fink uh that's rough for those guys that is that is rough uh
1: might see so, some transfers i think should have yeah well you don't know what's going on in his life ryan the, okay fair enough <laughs> <laughs> he's a quarterback on scholarship at usc so i guess he's doing all right but yeah he's doing okay yeah <laughs> uh okay sec we've got auburn bit of an upset here yeah, uh, the five-star true freshman Bo Nix has been named the starter over the redshirt freshman Joey Gatewood. Hey, Ryan, yeah. you're wanting to brag about this one. You're holding your hand to your ear, waiting for me to praise you. Congrats, <laughs> Ryan. You were all over Bo Nix. <laughs> thank you. Um, Bo it, knows. Thank you. Appreciate it. He does. And Ryan does, too. <laughs> Mississippi yep. State, still between the, the Penn State grad transfer Tommy Stevens and, of course, Keaton Thompson. Joe Moorhead says he knows. He kind of knows who it's going to be, but hasn't announced it publicly yet. I'm guessing Tommy Stevens. It just kind of makes sense, but we will see. Vanderbilt, apparently a close battle between the Ball State grad transfer Riley Neal and the junior Deuce Wallace. Really, I I don't know who it's going to be. I can't even make a guess. No, I don't know. I guess I'll guess Riley Neal. Why not? And then we've got Arkansas. Again, this one I think is pretty close. I like Nick Starkle. Like personally, I just like him. I think he's better. Yeah, I, I really liked yeah. the way he played at at Texas A and M, uh, and he's a junior, which I think is big. Whereas Ben Hicks, who of course played for Chad Morris at SMU, is a senior. But the the advantage Hicks has is he was there for spring ball, so he might be a slight favorite, but we'll see. I do like. I do agree with you. I think Starkle's probably the better QB, but yeah, time in the system matters. They're they're both solid though. They're both solid. And then I just wanted to bring up one uh, G5 battle, Boise State. The favorite is Chase Cord, the sophomore coming off of ACL surgery, but still a couple guys in the mix. Four-star true freshman, of course, Hank Bachmeyer, and then a JUCO transfer, Jalen Henderson. So yeah, that's definitely
0: noteworthy. Boise, they're going to be good. If that that position turns out good for them, I mean, if they get good QB play, they are a legit top 25 team.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that Florida State game. That could be telling yeah. for both teams. Yeah. All right, now let's get to football. Wow, we made it oh, time oh, for our week zero preview. Love it. We've got Miami against number eight Florida in Orlando. The Gators are favored seven and a half. Trey, who do you like? And remember, we've got some new Gator fans. So I know. I, no, just know. saying. It's
0: kind of telling who Trey's gonna gonna this pick is, here. This is a
1: great
2: appetizer, though, to the to the real full start of the season. This these two games, but. All right. So Miami versus Florida, we, you know, Ryan, you mentioned that the freshman won the quarterback job. So Diaz was obviously confident enough to to let him lead the show over the more experienced quarterbacks in the room. And I agree with you, Ryan. I think that's a that's a positive sign. Yeah. But in, in this game in particular, I think it's going to come down to the strength of Miami, which is their defense versus the Florida offense. And in particular, the running game, Florida finished the season running the ball really well last last year. And if they're able to control the clock and have success against this Miami defense, I don't see Miami having much of a chance, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think Miami's defense will win this battle, especially since Florida's bringing, breaking in some new offensive linemen. But on the other side, I I'm not as confident in the, in that Miami offense, uh, especially against a, a pretty strong Gator defense and in the secondary. So I don't see Miami having enough success offensively to win this game outright, but I do think the defense will keep them in it and, and cover the seven and a halfs. And I'm going to make Miami plus seven and a half my lock. Oh, surprise,
0: surprise! That was a
1: roller coaster right there. <laughs> I really was, I was like, <laughs> oh, it sounds like, like whoa, whoa. sounds like he's picking <laughs> Florida. Sounds like he's picking Miami. <laughs> <laughs> and then okay, there we go. Um, that's what you get in week zero. We don't really know a whole lot. Yeah. We know just enough. Yeah, that's true. No, it is. This is a hard one to pick because, well, I think both teams are actually pretty similar. They both have really good defenses. And offensively, I really like the skill talent on both sides, but I don't like the offensive lines. Obviously, the massive difference, You like though, the
0: Miami receivers?
1: Yeah. K.J. Osborne, Jeff Thomas, I, Brevin uh, Brevin Jordan at tight end. I I think that's a good Yeah, that's a good point. They're pretty good. Yeah. Okay. I just had to say names and I convinced you. You won that battle, Mike. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. But yeah, the 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 massive difference, though, is, of course, quarterback. Florida has a pretty proven, solid quarterback, whereas we have no idea what to expect from Jaron Williams. So for that reason, I'm going to go with Florida. Another reason is because last year's uh, week one performance by Miami just getting dominated by LSU yeah, exactly. is still kind of top of mind. This has kind of feeling eer- eerily similar to, to that. And on top of that, Miami is starting a freshman, a true freshman at left tackle and a redshirt freshman at right tackle, which I think is especially bad against Florida because they've got great corners, Marco Wilson and CJ Henderson. So I think the receivers are going to be well covered. And they've got really good pass rushing defensive ends Jabari Zuniga and John Grenard, the transfer from Louisville. So I think Jaron Williams is going to really struggle in this one. And I'm going to make Florida my lock. Yeah, Mike, you, uh, you and I are on the same wavelength here. I like Florida as well.
0: It's not that I don't think Miami's going to end up being a solid team. Uh, I think they'll be better than they were last year. I just think they're a little bit overmatched in this particular game. Uh, asking your your freshman quarterback in his first start going up against Florida in this type of environment, a big game, when everybody's watching, the whole nation's going to be watching, it's just not an ideal situation for your first matchup. Um, but, I mean, like Trey mentioned, though, Miami does have a really good defense, so it is possible for sure that the Hurricanes D can keep them in it. But Felipe Franks has that experience. He's, and I like Dan Mullen. He's obviously a great offensive mind. So he's going to be able to formulate some, you know, manage some yards out of their, out of their offense. So I'm going to take uh, Florida here as well. half. Seven, seven and a half.
1: And Michael, I agree with you. I'm going to make them my lock as well. All right. Yeah, I guess the hope is if you're Miami, it's just an ugly low-scoring game, defenses dominate, which is is possible, for sure. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. Uh, in this next game, that is not possible. It <laughs> no, is it's not Arizona favored by 11 at Hawaii. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one, Ryan? Uh, well, 11 seems like a lot of points uh, to give up on the road at a
0: Hawaii team that has 17 returning starters coming back from a team that won eight games last year. And they could have won more if... Cole McDonald was healthy. I'm not going to get into his injury, but um (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) It it make he made a huge difference for them. And I mean Arizona, they're obviously going to put up a lot of points because Khalil Tate, healthy now, probably most we're assuming, but it's been a while, so I'm sure he is. Uh JJ Taylor, great running back and pretty good offensive line. But I just highly doubt that Arizona is going to be able to shut down that Hawaii offense. So I think it's going to be a back and forth, high-scoring game. And I do think Arizona's D is going to be slightly better than, than last year, but they they really struggled. And Hawaii with Cole McDonald and with all that returning production, a couple of good receivers, Cedric Bird, JoJo Ward, good players. So I got to take the Rainbow Warriors at home. You know, minus the or plus the eleven.
2: Yeah, I like Hawaii too just because I do think the 11 is a lot especially when I know that Hawaii can score and and keep up with Arizona especially if Khalil Tate starts to run wild. I guess that's the the key. If they use Khalil Tate the way we saw Khalil Tate a couple years ago, if he's running wild with JJ Taylor, then that <laughs> that could be big trouble for Hawaii cuz Hawaii is not going to be able to stop Arizona. With yeah. that dual threat, right. so that that's my big concern. But uh, but I'm a believer in in Cole McDonald. I think he'll put on a show. And uh, like I said, Hawaii's offense is going to keep him in it. So I'll take the points. Arizona will win, but I'll take the points.
1: Yeah, I I kind of see it the way you guys do. I mean, this was really tough for me to pick because I'm really high on both teams this year. Of course, in our I think our betting preview episode, I picked Khalil Tate as a dark horse Heisman candidate, but. I actually think this game, I'm kind of more interested in the Arizona defense. That's really the more questionable side of the ball. If they really have a chance to win the Pac-12 South, then maybe they'll show something in this game and at least contain Cole McDonald in that offense a little bit. We'll see how their their secondary, uh, if it's improved, I guess. Um, But yeah, I'm taking Hawaii. I think the perception of Hawaii is a little bit lower than it should be coming into this year because of Cole McDonald's injury, because they he struggled a little bit down the stretch last year so right so yeah i think i think they're undervalued and plus i just want to cheer for i just want to cheer for a close game right totally the over under is like 74 or something like that so let's get let's get a 38 35 game or something yeah we want to we want a close high scoring game it, it's going to go all night in in hawaii yeah yeah well especially in, in on the east coast too <laughs> yeah literally Ooh, yeah okay two games that's it that's all we got for you there we go those are Dire weekly preview just a little taster but we'll of course have plenty of games to preview next week thanks for listening to our week zero preview if you like the show help us out spread the word on social media you can recommend our podcast in an Instagram story like at the movement journey did we really appreciated that so yeah thank you thanks again Uh, enjoy the games this weekend and we'll talk to you next week you've been listening to the college football bros if you have any questions for the next podcast email them to collegefootballbros at
0: gmail.com to keep up with the brothers on social media like them on facebook at college football bros follow them on instagram at college football bros and for their commentary on saturdays follow them on twitter at cfb bros thanks for listening